Do you feel now more than ever that you need to make a shift in your wellness? Listen to this podcast, Inner Wellness, with Dr. Nas Parsian. Let's make the shift happen. Hello, Inner Wellness Seekers. We are towards the end of 2021. Can you believe it? I'm sure a lot of people around the world had some really traumatic time. Some people perhaps got better opportunity to grow their business or, you know, start new stuff. But, you know, in general, we all had really different time. Let's say different time instead of difficult time, because uh, a lot of, you know, difficulties, challenges, chaoses at the end of the day can lead to the big and massive changes. So let's hope that we bring up all those changes to the new real in 2022. So today I have a special guest who is going to talk about trauma and anxiety and also how these stuff can be related to our body and perhaps, you know, physical health. I'm, I'm totally into it because I always talk about holistic health and every single aspect of health can be related to other aspects. So Laura Patricia Martin is an IBS anxiety and trauma specialist and founder of a luxury lifestyle brand, Healing to Happy which helps women regulate their nervous system so they can heal their bodies and put symptoms into remission. Oh, I love it. Put symptoms into remission. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura. Welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy actually just, you know, having the final episode of 2021 with you, which is, uh, which, which actually coincides with solstice. And that's what we were talking about before starting the show that we, we actually didn't um, mean to schedule a time <laughs> specifically uh, aligned with solstice but it happened so maybe there is a reason for it maybe there is a message for us <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey Laura and what what brought you here just to work with uh, women uh, to regulate the nervous systems for healing and anxiety trauma and the whole you know these just good stuff <laughs> yeah. Um, so everything started when I was about 24 years old and I had unexpectedly lost my mom at 22 mm -hmm. and I ran away to Asia for the purpose of finding myself. But when you are in a trauma response, you really surround yourself in that. So I ended up getting heavily into drugs and drinking and partying and over-exercising, under-eating. I was hanging out with the round crowd. I fell in love with an abusive man and this whole thing unf unfolded 
before me because that is where my nervous system found comfort at the time. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just thought my life was happening to me. And this is the life that, you know, playing that whole victim role. And then at 24, I was sitting on my balcony, well, my partner's balcony at that time. We had just had a physical altercation. I remember it specifically, like I can feel my bum on the cold tile. I can hear the Thai motorbikes zooming past outside. Like I can feel the moment I was contemplating taking my life and just realized in that moment, it wasn't that I didn't want to live. It's just, I didn't want to live like that anymore. Mm. And when you're in those moments, it's, you go one way and your timeline is very short. And if you continue on that path, it's just the same thing you've been doing, or alternatively, you have no idea how it's going to go, but you pick your butt up off the floor. Yeah. You have two choices. Exactly. Exactly. And so I got my butt off the floor. Unfortunately, I still did not leave that relationship right away. I mean, domestic violence, it usually takes seven tries anyways. Um, But I did go to lunch the next day with a friend. My friends knew what was going on. They didn't know how to talk to me about it. It was this whole thing. My family wasn't there. I wasn't connected with them. I was, you know, 28 hours away in Asia. Um, And she's like, well, you have a really disordered relationship with food. Why don't you go learn about it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Cause I was like sitting there, I was a teacher at the time. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I went and I started to study nutrition and that at the time, cause I had a bunch of health issues. I had IBS. I had hyper then hypothyroidism. I had lost my cycle for at that time, three and a half years, but it took me six and a half years to get a consecutive consistent cycle. I had, my hair was falling out in chunks. My landlord thought I had a dog. Um, Like Mm. this whole thing was happening, you know, suicidal thoughts, panic attacks, all that kind of stuff that oftentimes you chase the symptom. And that's what I did. I started looking at nutrition. I was like, okay, let me really micromanage my symptoms going on. But again, I didn't have a healthy relationship with myself. So although nutrition got my foot in the door, Mm -hmm. it then turned to the orthorexic route because I was living in fear of my body for so long, so, so Mm -hmm. long. And so I became specialized in gut health because even though I was eating quote unquote perfect, my gut still wasn't healed. Um, All of this led to, you know, a little bit more self-leadership. So I was able to get out of that relationship, get into Al-Anon, get support groups, do the 12 steps. Like I did this whole thing, but still my body was like, "Mm -mm." like you are still stuck in fight or flight. And I don't know if you, if you want to listen. And it wasn't until I sat down with my naturopath Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't get it. Like I study this. Mm-hmm. what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, do you want to talk about how you are, your depression and everything mm-hmm. is linked to yeah. your IBS and all of this? And I was yeah. like, no, no, I don't. And so I left and I went an entire year of trying you said, to ignore you said it. No. Yeah. You, I was like, no, I don't want it. to. Yeah. Yeah. Which most people do. No, I don't want to Which, talk about Yeah, that. it's it's kind of default, you know? People exactly. Are just, yeah, yeah. It's not like I didn't say no to her. I just went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. whatever. I'm going to outsmart you because I know better. It has to be diet. So I went home and did a candida cleanse. I did all these detoxes. I was like, yeah. it's heavy metal. It's mold. It's this, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Again, obsessed because if I'm obsessing about food, I don't have to think about my trauma. You know, so I'm obsessing about this. And then finally, like this rash breaks out over my entire body. I hit it for a really long time. It was all over my back, all over my legs, very painful, very itchy. And then vanity one, it went all over my face. Mm. I was like, dang, I got to listen now. Um, 
And so I sat with it and I was like, okay, so what is this gut-brain connection stuff? which led to what I now do, which is the trauma certifications and kind of working around that and the nervous mm-hmm. system regulation, because nutrition is very much important. Yes. But if you don't deal with the stuff that is going on inside of your head, like the eating disorders, like, which I had for years, which is just what, you know, elimination diets were masking and yeah. all these other addictions and these maskings and these just being in a trauma loop, mm-hmm. either big T or little T trauma. Mm-hmm. And finally getting to that place, my body's fine you know, and I can always tell when I'm out of regulation because my armpit will get this little rash thing. And like, that will be the first sign of like, honey, you're not regulated, but it's this whole thing that like, that's why it's my mission. Cause then people started to pay me, like, even when I wasn't healthy, you know, people just saw me getting from this whole party lifestyle to healthy. So they were like, Hey, can I work with you? And I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. of course. And it's kind of just went from there and speaking on stages and traveling for my work and doing things like that and just kind of growing organically. And now like, healing the happy is just a con like I'm a conduit of it. Like it saved my life. And now my mission is to really explain this stuff in a way that wasn't explained to me in this way. It made it so fear-based. And I know you get that yeah. where it's like, yeah. Yeah. cut yeah. this out, eliminate this. You have to buy this. Like it's so marketing based, yes, not empowering based. Yeah. And we yeah. lose our femininity. We lose what it means to trust our bodies. Like yeah. it's this whole thing that happens. And so it's really just, how do we get back into alignment? slow down. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. If your body's reacting to something, what does that mean? How do we work with it? How do we start to integrate things and how do we get safe in our body again? So we can rise. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Actually, you know, everything that you said absolutely relates to my whole life experience, (laughs) you know, in my professional uh, side and also in my personal side, because um, the body is talking to us and a lot of time we we simply ignore it sometimes intentionally right because (laughs) because we we just try to distract ourselves with other things and it's ah okay now that's gonna be all right you know yeah and that's gonna be all right it should be all right should be all right which is actually the aussie term too should be all right should be all right (laughs) Uh, that is sometimes dangerous, <laughs> to be honest, because uh, there are messages there and our, our body actually trying to say something. We need to listen and listening is not enough. We need to communicate deeply, yeah? Otherwise, we may just get trapped, you know, doing what? We can see in the traditional, you know, or maybe in mainstream medicine, which is not, unfortunately, that's my real sadness about mainstream medicine that is not responding to the root causes. It's not doing the root causes, yeah. So yeah, tell us, tell us more about then how did you go through you know working on traumas you know because we know that do you believe that uh, or you know have you experienced something that you know we discuss or you know we see um, when people discussing about trauma and illnesses every single cell can carry the message of trauma 
have have you experienced that? Can you just yeah? yeah. All right, yeah. So tell I mean, us that's, a little that's, bit more. Yeah, that's what our cells do, right? Like we misunderstand trauma in a way because trauma, what we think is, it's an event. It was divorce. It was loss. It was death. It was a heart, like these kind of things. But that's not what. Yes, that's a traumatic event. But yeah. trauma is your body's response to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is your chemical messengers in your body. They get stuck in a state of arousal. Yeah. So if that is turned on, other things get turned off. Like yeah. if you're stuck in this fight or flight, you have adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, just pumping through your veins, yeah. which is why we have these other health issues, why we get adrenal fatigue, why we have hormonal imbalances, why we have these things happening, IBS, you know, gut problems, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we don't look at that. We're like, no, let's go on the low FODMAP diet. That will fix it. And I'm like, really starving yourself? That's going to fix it? I really don't think so. Like, that's not the way we're going to go about doing this. But yeah, our cells are just chemical messengers mm -hmm. that will help us kind of break things down so we can actually start to heal. You know, yeah. just as we can set off the alarm bells, we can also turn them off. Yeah. Or set on the alarm bells, we can also turn them off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every single cell has memory. Memory is not limited only to the brain or even, you know, only to the nervous system. Every single cell has memory. And a lot of time that uh, that memory and we know that, you know, the brain and nervous system doesn't um, doesn't distinguish, you know, the real event or just just the memory or the imagine imagining of the event. And exactly. every single thing that can, you know, you know, trigger uh, that memory. Yeah, so I totally understand that. Uh, but how can we, uh, let's just go a little bit deeper. How can we, because we know that we are not able to delete the memory. Memory is there. And, um, but we need just to regulate it. And as you mentioned, you know, in your bio, just try and change it, you know, put symptoms into remission. That's actually a very good, good way of uh, stating this change. How can we do that? How can we um, just regulate those memories in a way that they heal and they don't uh, affect our body negatively? First, we have to like start to, so what I work my clients through is this acronym called FREE, F-R-E-E. -E. So we started the foundations. Where did it come from? Like, what is the awareness around this? Who implanted that in you? What happened? Sometimes we can't even remember, you know, mm -hmm. but we remember a feeling. And so when we're going through a traumatic thing or our body's in a trauma response, we do have to have that connection to our body. Otherwise, we're just constantly going to be living in these behaviors, right? Yeah. So before I didn't understand, you know, my heavy drugs, my heavy drinking, my violence, things of that nature. I didn't understand that was a trauma response. I just thought that was quote unquote, the fouler temper, which was my mom's last name. Yeah. Like, I thought that was just something that ran. No, that is not normal. Like that mm -hmm. is your, that is protection. Like I just wrote a post the other day of just like, we think this whole self-sabotaging thing is actually in science. That's just protection. That's mm -hmm. self-protection. That's all your body, your nervous system's job is to keep you alive. So just understanding, right? Like when your body's having a flare up, when you're having a reaction, when you're fighting yourself, when you're arguing, when you're doing these things, where, where is that? Who does that belong to? You know, and it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna catch it in the moment. You know, we try and 
think we're going to all critical thinking goes out the window when you are in a traumatic state of of, of mind. Like it doesn't work. You're just survival brain. That's it. You're not making memories. You're not doing anything. Here we go. Yeah. So we, it's when like in trauma, there's this ladder approach that we Mm -hmm. talk about, right? So the top of the ladder is the green, green guy. They're good. They're lucky. Their immune system is flying high. They're there. That's where we want you to be most of the time. Yeah. Right. But really where we kind of hang out, at least people I work with is one, the Hulk, that's the red guy. That's the one right under the green. You're angry. You don't have the best immune system. You have these flare-ups. You have these things like things really get to you. Someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, like things just blow you off. And then there's one that's a step below it where it's the blue guy or girl. Mm -hmm. And they're disassociated. And again, (laughs) like it's just, and that's, it's again, it's a safety mechanism that I see a lot of clients. Like you will jump from all three of these. They don't go into consecutive order. It can go from one to the disassociation, just fight, fight, freeze. Like you're bouncing around. Your body is doing all of that too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And when it's doing that, like I said earlier, a light switches on cortisol, adrenaline, noradrenaline, things like that. Yeah. You can't pump things like serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, GABA, the things that keep you happy, healthy, horny, and like rewarded. All these things can't go on. So we have to bring the body down. But when we've been through big trauma or consistent little T trauma that adds up to a big T trauma, Mm -hmm. your brain, if I go, hey, go meditate or hey, go do yoga your brain is not going to let you do that. No, exactly. So you gotta, you gotta, this is why the one-on-one approach approaches work or group programs work better when you're working with trauma specifically, mm-hmm. because we got to look at what happened to you. Yeah. Not, not what's wrong with you. Not these things. What happened to you that led you here? So we can get you to a safe space to get yeah. to that equilibrium in the green. Otherwise, I can tell you to meditate. I can tell you to breathe, box breathe. Yeah. I can tell you yeah. go for a walk. Your brain is going to go, uh-uh, honey. Like yeah. that's not working. That's, and yeah. this is when we're like stuck in these loops of like, I'm trying this diet. I'm doing this. Why is nothing working? It's like, yeah. cause your body yeah. is telling you yeah. that doesn't work for your body yet. That doesn't mean it doesn't. It's taken me three years to finally be comfortable to even do Pilates. Yeah. You know, like my body was like, uh-uh, like this is too slow. This is a freak out moment. Like this doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. Go to mm-hmm. F45, go run, like go do these things. Yeah. It works. It takes time, but it's most importantly, it's working with you, your client, your patient, what have you, it's working with their unique body and their nervous system. Yeah. Just because you have one thing that works for one person, yeah. it is not going to work. Even Absolutely. if they grew up in the same yeah. house, like it yeah. is not going to work for the same people. It's teaching people how to do that themselves by identifying the feeling, by identifying the thought, by identifying the behavior, by identifying the action, you yeah. know, that led to all these things so that we can start to really piece, pull it backwards. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of work, but it really is. It's you create the safe container and you start to just peel back the onion bit by bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had, I have a lot of experiences, you know, going through this stuff, but you know, when you talked, I just remembered one of my experiences. I just um, had a massive, you know, panic attack. It was about, I think 11, 12 years ago. And um you know, I was going through a lot of stuff. And at the same time, I was doing my PhD. That was another stress on the top of everything. So yeah, so I experienced a panic attack and that was something really serious. It took six months, Laura, six months. Yes. And and I couldn't do meditation. I couldn't Mm -hmm. meditate. 
And I was just forcing myself just to sit and do meditation. And I couldn't, I couldn't calm my brain and my mind even for one second. Mm-hmm. And I was doing meditation, you know, at the time, just so, you know, regularly, but in, in those moments, I couldn't. So, yeah, I just decided to choose another way. I've, I've gone through all, you know, the diagnostic tests, everything, because uh, doctors actually, you know, were worried about my, the real serious problem with my heart because it, it was really like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a few times it took me to the emergency department and um yeah so once I've gone through all the diagnostic tests and I realized no there is nothing with my heart there is nothing you know you know, no physical you know then I just decided to make some changes and I worked on my diet I worked on my um you know habits my lifestyle and then I, I just gave permission to my body to do whatever, whatever it like, whatever she likes. For example, at some stages, it might sound a little bit crazy, but you know, in the middle of driving, when I felt, oh, it's coming, some something coming back, I pulled over and I just, you know, started to sing with my music and dance in the car. <laughs> because it's just my body now needs a little bit of movement singing and happiness so yeah and it took six months and after six months I just was able to get back to my you know routine meditation those stuff so yeah what you say and also another experience I had with my chronic back pain and um, it's still there I have actually in different spots I have disc um, not degeneration but this prolapse and it's there it's there you know MRI showed that uh, but at some stages I just realized that whenever I am inside of a traumatic event or you know stressful or you know I'm anxious it the pain it, it was just you know so surprising that the pain is straight away became really yeah it did you know became really hard and massive and I couldn't move and now it's there but I don't feel it I don't feel it because yeah, yeah because I work yeah so yeah so we do have I'm sure you know the audience and whoever you know is uh, listening now they have similar or you know kind of different experiences showing this connection because trauma is so much connected to our body uh, manifestations you know everything which is yeah so i'm going actually to ask a tricky question (laughs) so what can we do if we are not aware Mm. of uh because you know when something happened as you know and we know that is a trauma like for example divorce like you know a sudden diagnosis of the disease or or grief or something you know we know okay so trauma happened but sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. and i'm usually saying we don't know that we don't know <laughs> uh 
how about those situations? How can we help you know our clients or people or ourselves when we don't know what's the yeah. reason? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. That is the root of my work, right? Because a lot of people come to me for IBS. A lot of people come to me for anxiety. And the common thing is came out of nowhere, came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know, like one day it's all happened. I'm like, hmm, let's explore that. Let me mirror that back to you a little bit. Really? So when did this start? And they're like, like three years ago. I'm like, okay, so what happened three years ago? And they'll go through this whole thing. Oh, I went through this breakup or this happened at school, or I was really stressed at this time. And I just, like you said, I was going through school and I had this and I was running a career and I was doing, you know, but nothing major happened. And I'm like, really nothing, your body is alerting you that something major happened. It's not for me to tell you, you have trauma. Like that's not for me. It's for me to yeah. invite the questions asking, yes. Hey, what, if we think back to this or they'll go, I've always been like this. And like, okay, more about that. Where, where did that actually start? Because I bet you, we can pinpoint that even if it's been that way. Like for me, it was when I was 13, 13 years old, you know, like I had to go back a few decades to get back there to figure that out. And to kind of unravel it, but to be able to be like, oh yeah, like I was diagnosed with depression at 13 and then I was diagnosed with my IBS and I'm like, huh, why was I depressed at 13? What, what is going on there? Really? It was my nutrition. It was all these things that were happening in the household. Like invite the conversation. If it's your clients, if yourself do a journaling prompt, I really invite you to do it with a therapist or a coach or a mentor or someone that's really in the field because we can't dissect our own brains. Like even an own, a brain surgeon can't do his own brain. <laughs> like we yeah. really, when someone yeah. can reflect it back to us to see it, it kind of, it shows we're not broken. You know, yeah. when we get diagnosed with autoimmunities, when we mm -hmm. get diagnosed with hormonal issues, with migraines, with, yeah. you know, skin flare-ups, with PCOS, with yeah. all of these things, we wear them as a label. Yeah. And we wear it as this like thing, like this is it. Yeah. And it's just inviting the conversation to your clients of let's unpack that a bit. Yeah. Because as human nature, all we want to do is belong. That's why we mm -hmm. love labels. We love the pathology of life. We love, oh, I'm watching a commercial. They have PCOS. They have the same symptoms as me. That must mean I have PCOS or mm -hmm. they have IBS. I must have it. And so we start to do this belonging thing. And that's where we want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that that's not good but really the body heals itself if yes. we can heal cancer we can heal the body if we yeah. the microbiome yeah. changes within four days we have epigenetics we have neuroplasticity yes. we have all of this science to back yeah. that the body yeah. Yeah. does not just give up that is not its job for some yeah. reason it's fighting itself to stay alive let's work back from there when yeah. did that start what was going on? Let's stop categorizing. Oh, like no one died in my family. So it's not that big. It's like, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. It could be a heartbreak. It could be a failing grade in school. It could be that you had a hard time growing up as a kid in your, yeah. you know, in your memory, like our stored memory, when we couldn't make critical thinking brain before the critical thinking thoughts before the age of seven, it's compounded. It's created these things like yeah. our bodies are fascinating yeah. and they're an invitation to dive deeper. So if you have clients or you yourself, and you're listening to something like this, it's, you have the curiosity inside of you. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to stuff like this. Yes. Like it's, it's in there. So write That's a journal about yeah. being like, let's break this down. Let's start to take radical responsibility for what our health is. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you feel safe in this belonging thing, but how about you do a little bit of work on your own or hire someone or start working with someone so that you can actually start to 
collapse time in your healing. Yeah. You know, our bodies are always communicating. Trauma isn't terrifying. You know, yeah. I yeah. have had all the big T trauma things happen in it's, my it's life. Part of, it's part of us. It's a part of life. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you were born and it was a traumatic experience because you went into this hot little womb that was dark and black into this yeah. bright white light that you're like, why is yeah. it so cold? Like, exactly. Yeah. That was a traumatic, like we have it and it could be a car accident. It could have been food poisoning. Something somewhere got locked in your body and your physiology. It's okay. Look at the monster under the bed to discover yeah. that it's just a dust bunny. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. from there we start to rise, but we really have to be our own guide through it. Yeah. 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 I just remembered. Yeah. It's a very good point. I just remembered something that I think, you know, I don't know, I'll listen to someone's speech that gave this example about when, for example, your kid is, you know, is scared from having a monster in the room um, and parents, you know, go and turn the light on and say, oh, no, there is no monster. No, there is nothing here. You know, you can have a sleep. There's nothing here. See, I just turned the light on and there is nothing here. But the other approach is if, if you know, parents go and sit with him in the darkness inside of the room, sit on the bed and talk to the monster. Mm-hmm rather than just turning the light on quickly so that there's nothing here no nothing to fear about nothing to you know just to sleep you know go to bed instead of that you can go and start talking to the monster exactly. and in this way you can teach your kids you know from very beginning you know the child childhood is very i think you know i used to be a pediatric nurse so uh, I think, you know, a lot of things starts from childhood, to be mm -hmm. honest. So if parents know how to communicate with children in, uh, in terms of communicating with everything, with fear, with emotions, with your body, with just communicate, just communicate. And, and that is very important. Yeah, I just remember that. And this is exactly because our body can definitely and and when I'm saying our body is about just our wholeness, you know, everything, because I don't want to just, you know, make a division between body, mind, heart, because they're all one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all one. So we humans are creators, you know, our body definitely can create, you know, fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I really enjoy, you know, talking to you, but maybe I have another question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe it's the last question because it's actually a very fascinating discussion. So how can we, or what can we do for people to, because we know that a lot of time people um, come and see us or come and see, you know, um, perhaps other approaches, for their medical issues when unfortunately when they are inside of the serious medical issue and before that they don't it's not about they don't care but maybe they don't know that you know they should uh care about this stuff and usually people uh get awakened when something serious already happened um which is you know 
I don't want to just, but that is actually something happened to me as well. This is actually part of life. Um, however, I'm going actually to ask you, what can we do to, you know, in earlier stages? If people, you know, are healthy, they experience nothing, you know, seriously in, in relation to their health um, conditions. What do you suggest them to do to keep healthy and just, yeah, yeah start, I mean, start now before going to the actual serious problem? Yeah, I mean, that's prevention medicine, right? So yeah. it's just, it's taking care of yourself. For me, the big line of my work is the gut-brain connection and the metabolism, right? So I'm very nutrition-based. I'm very paying attention to the mind and the body. Like those things are very much connected. So food is a really good source. It's paying attention to how are we eating? What are we eating? At what times? What's the consistency? How do we, inconsistency meaning, you know, are we eating at the same times every day? Not eating the same things, eating at the same times, making sure our body doesn't have to guess when it's going to eat again with these like crazy fasting windows and things like that. Um, and just keeping on, like if we're already healthy, checking in, like one, what is your definition of health? Because I thought I was healthy and I was yeah. wildly underweight, um, doing F45 twice a day, um, and checking in, like, look at your metabolic markers. How are you sleeping? Um, how are your relationships? How's your libido? How's your periods? How's, how's your bowel movements? How's that all going? And that's really your indicator of what's mm -hmm. actually going on with you. Because I do believe we do give us our like false notion of like, I'm healthy and we're on the extreme side or like, I walk maybe 5,000 steps a day. I'm healthy. It's fine. It's like, okay, yeah. let's bring it in on both ends. Like, let's actually check in on that. Um, and your body will tell you always, if, if you truly are healthy, you're going to have a banging communication with your body that mm -hmm. you're going to know when she needs rest. You're going to know when she has the fire in her, you're going to know when she wants soups or when she wants salads, like they're, you're going to know, you know, what you need for that body. And if you don't <sighs> lean into learning about it. The best so thing where can where can they start? Sorry, just you know where yeah. where can they start? You know what what do you suggest to start with in the very first simple? First thing for me is always getting into a nutrition routine. Mm -hmm. So eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, eat your snacks. Just keep that consistent. More than anything that I've noticed in my work, maybe you've noticed it too. It's the lifestyle and the inconsistencies that we do. It's sometimes we eat breakfast. Sometimes we forget to eat till dinner. Sometimes we're grazing all day. Sometimes we sleep. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're bouncing around. It's like, okay, you're just putting your body when we already live in a modern world that is highly stressful and in the middle of a pandemic, like it's already stressed out. Can you put some consistency in it? So for me with my clients, eat within an hour of waking, especially when you are um, in your baby making stages, like pre-menopause, anything like that, mm -hmm. eat within an hour of waking, eat every three to four hours between that, go to sleep. Like keep that consistent. At first yeah. I get the pushback all the time. I'm not hungry. I'm not a breakfast person. That's called adrenaline and your body's not used to it. That's all that is. So working with that. And then from there, we can start to play around with nutrient density, um, you know, functional foods, looking at different kinds of things, what's going on. I mean, honestly, the first thing to do is test. If you have certain things, go get your labs. It's perfect. It gives you a great indicator of mm -hmm. where you got to go. But if it's a lifestyle thing, for me, it's always routines. 
eat at the same yeah. time every day, your body will let you know, like me, I already know, like I eat at seven, I eat at 12, I eat at three, I eat at six, like I eat at nine, yeah. like it's this whole thing okay. and my body's yeah. hungry, you know? And yeah. that keeps your body out of fight or flight because she doesn't have to guess when her meals are. It's That's one right. less stressor. Yeah. You take off yeah. the you take off the table. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can start to experiment with foods and all that kind of stuff. But really the first place to start is get yourself on track with a routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, how about, you know, what to eat? What do you suggest about the quality of eating? Uh, yeah. So for foods, I go for nutrient dense for my clients because they are already nutrient deficient. Mm-hmm. their body's not taking it in, you know? So instead of soups and salads and smoothies, not saying those things are bad, but they don't really hold that much weight and they're yeah. kind of harder. Like it's just not good. So actually like in the Northern hemisphere right now in the winter and things like that, mm-hmm. perfect time. You wake up, you have some eggs, you have some, you know, like sprouted toast. You have some yeah. greens in that, like an omelet, you are golden from yeah. there. You'll have lunch. It's some type of cooked vegetables with some type of protein mm-hmm. and a sprouted or starchy yeah. veg. Perfect. Yeah. Dinner, you have some stew, like easy to digest, perfect dinner or snacks and stuff. You'll have some fruit, you'll have some cottage cheese, you'll have some yogurt, you'll have, that's when your lighter meal, quote unquote, lighter meals are. Um, but things like that, things that make you feel heavy. Like <laughs> I get it when we're trying to get healthy that's like the last thing we want because we're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be full. And like, for some reason, and especially as females, we hate the feeling of full. Like I played around with this experiment with my therapist when I was in eating disorder recovery. Cause I was like, I can't tell like if it's my disordered brain or if my body genuinely doesn't like these foods, like, I don't know. And she goes play with water. And I like got irritated at first. Cause I was like, Wait, okay. water's not a meal, no, 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 whatever. And she's like, that's not what I said, Laura, like calm down one. Yeah. I mean, eat your normal meals. And after you've digested sip water, like whenever you have drink water so much, there's zero nutrients inside of it. There's zero calories. Get really full off of water. How do you feel? How does that sit without you? And I was like, Oh, that's my eating disorder brain. Like my body's just normal (laughs) bit of full. I'm just not used to feeling that. And so now, Mm -hmm. you know, your metabolism will start to rise, meaning not when you think of metabolism, people think like, oh, skinny people, like they can eat whatever you want. Like, no, I mean the temperature in your body. Are you actually creating heat from the food that you're eating and getting the fuel? Like, do you feel awake after you eat? Are you like, I need a nap and like hangry, like two seconds later, like really looking at nutrient dense, you know, like I eat things with my clients with anxiety and depression. We're looking at fatty fishes. We're looking at oysters. We're looking at organ meats we're looking at starchy veggies veggies like we're not looking at these like eat your I don't know spinach and your spirulina like things like that it's like no 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 like let's go eat how our grandparents ate yeah like do that thing watch your body it's gonna feel uncomfortable it's gonna feel uncomfortable because we're not used to it that doesn't mean it's bad it's just getting into these routines and just pay attention to the metabolic markers. You know, how are you sleeping? What's your libido? How's your period? How's your bowels? Yeah. Let's start to move from there and watch how you handle stressors better in your life. Yeah. You know, the getting angry all the time, the mouthing off to your partner or your kids or things like that. Like watch how your body can actually metabolize these states of arousal yeah. when we actually get her into a metabolic state. Yeah. It's bananas. 
Definitely, yeah. And at the same time, working on your emotions as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> because this is this is a big part that we shouldn't ignore. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's why we spent the hour talking about yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of time. Like emotions, emotions are just, you know, yeah, they are leading exactly. us. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, where people can find you, Laura? Yeah, I mean, I am most active, like everyone, over on Instagram. My personal page is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So at ITS, Laura Patricia Martin. And then our company is Healing to TO Happy. Mm-hmm. You can find everything we do from masterclasses to courses to programs to coaching, whatever you want. It's always in the stories. You know, we chat about yeah. it all the time. So yeah, just come hang out. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, yeah, just give, send them all to me and I just put them, you know, uh, the show notes. So, okay. So this is, I, I promise this is the last one. <laughs> we're going to finish so because you know it's our tradition that uh, we finish the you know the all the episodes with one sentence that could be that could be an inspirational you know message that could be just an advice that could be you know something powerful whatever you want to share in one sentence with the word with people Perfect. So what I always share with people is you cannot be at war with your body and win. Wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So brief and powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Laura. And actually, I think we can jump on another episode and talk more <laughs> about the IBS and anxiety. You know that I had IBS myself and I healed it. Mm. Yeah, so I experienced for, for a few years and now it's gone. Now, hopefully it's gone. Yes. <laughs> I don't experience it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I really, you know, relate to, you know, your work and whatever you do. Let's just catch up later in another episode and perhaps just talk more about it and stuff. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And until then, um, just have a great holiday season have a great new year and hopefully we catch up in 2022 (laughs) (laughs) bye for now thank you for listening to the podcast inner oneness with dr naz parsian i hope you enjoyed and i'd love to hear from you any input any suggestion and also your subscription thank you Thank you.